Hello, friends, and welcome to the last episode of Season 5 of So You Owned a VW Bus. We've got a delicious interview with a larger-than-life personality, Xavier Laurentio, a former bodyguard, television actor, and chef. We caught up with Xavier late one evening in New Orleans, the city that captured his heart as a young immigrant from Spain. The reason I chose New Orleans is because it's the closest thing to, to Spain. It's, it's got a, 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 a rhythm. The city, the vibration of the city, the rhythm is almost the same. It's slower pace. It's, oh, don't worry, we'll do it tomorrow. The food is phenomenal. Then the music is phenomenal. There's nightlife like crazy. I remember going to San Francisco with the expectations of, oh, my God, and my brother and I at 11 o'clock, there's no fucking body on the street. I'm like, what the fuck? Xavier's brother is an important part of his life. As it turns out, they would travel to many places together and find plenty of trouble to get into. My brother and I did our first trip around the United States and Eastern Canada. And we spent three months on the road celebrating that he just graduated. He graduated back in Spain in, in computer science. He came to the States. We bought that thing. I bought it ahead of time. I fixed it. But it was it was a 10-year-old car at the time. It was missing nothing. It was phenomenal. And we put, I don't probably six or 7,000 miles because we crisscrossed and went back and forth. And I mean, it was not just a, a, around the whole country, but we went into the some of the states in the center and back. And, and, and we had, we went, for instance, we stopped at, at Yellowstone and we had on our plan like a three-day we said, wow, Yellowstone is really big. Okay, well, let's calculate three days. And we ended up being two weeks because you can eat Yellowstone in three days. It's that simple. And Yellowstone is so close to other places like like Teton National Park or Glacier National Park. So we did uh, day, day or day and a half trips and then came back. To, to Yellowstone as, as a, you know, we, we, it was our center of operations. And it was, it was August 15th, exactly, when we got there. You know why I remember that? Because we were freezing our asses and we had to buy, in, middle, in the middle of August, we had to buy jackets. <laughs> Xavier and his brother would go on many cross-country trips in their bus, seeing the natural sights, but also having some close encounters in the city. We went to New York and, and we found the YMCA. And I told my brother, we had an episode that was a little iffy the evening before. And so I told him, I don't want to leave the truck. I mean, I don't want to leave the, the, the bus outside by itself. So I'm going to sleep on it. The day before, we were parked in a parking lot. We were having coffee. We were seated, both of us, on the on the open slide door. And at the time, we didn't have uh, uh, firearms or anything. So we took, uh, somebody gave us a machete that was pretty big from San Salvador, from El Salvador. And we call it El Largo, which means the long one, right? And we used it because we would go to campgrounds that had uh, pits so you could do a barbecue so we'll go and get wood and chop it fine and create the good a good fire to do 
some barbecue. So that's and and it was intended for as a, as a, as a defense weapon in case blah blah blah. So when we sat down in New York in the middle of a parking lot across the street from the YMCA, uh, I I went and took the Largo from where it hid. We had it hidden, pulled it out and I left it on top of the seat that turns into bed. It was on top of there, and we were having our coffee. And I'm talking to my brother, and I was a bodyguard by by trade, and, and my eyes keep on seeing everything that nobody sees. And I saw these two guys; they were crossing the parking lot, and I saw the moment where one told the other, "Like, oh, look at those!" And slowly, they started going in, into one car to the right, one car to the left, but they started shifting their way toward us very slowly nice talking to each other blah 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 and I said oh fuck and so I let them come really close I thought if they have a gun they better be fast so I let them come almost to where we were like maybe 10 feet 8 feet from us and when they got there I pulled the, the, the El Largo and I put it on the ground Tonk! You know the school of fish? You know how the schools of fish go like, and they turn left and turn right, and all at the same time, both did them. And they kept on going, and one of them looked at me like, and I thought, uh, and I was about to get up, because I thought if they have a gun, as soon as they got out of range, I'm I'm the one in trouble, but no, it looks like they didn't have a gun, and they didn't want to deal with the Largo at all. (laughs) <laughs> so after that I told my brother look New York this is New York you know you, know, you didn't ever know what's so I'm gonna sleep on the on the bus and I said and you go up there in the YMCA and see if you meet some good looking girls you know and you come up and so in the morning I'm there parked in front of the the police a police officer came over and said you can't park here and I'm like oh and he's like, register, the drivers and license and register. And I gave him my passport. And he's like, that, not, uh, that, that's not it. And I'm like, um, um, you know, and I play dumb. And then my brother shows up with 10 guys from Spain. I'm like, are you kidding? That's the girls that you were. <laughs> and, and finally, the officer said, he probably said, F you. And he walked away. And my brother comes into the window and says, hey, open, open. Say, I got these guys. Let's go have the fun. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> so we piled up. Like, I have pictures you want to see. It. A whole bunch of them, all from Spain and one from Portugal. And we just went and we went and discovered New York and we went to see. We didn't go to the... Um, to the um, Statue of Liberty, but we went to a place where you can see it through the water, and we took the pictures there. Blah blah blah. Then we found a Chinese place, and we all of us bought, bought noodles, and we have a picture of all these people inside of the Volkswagen, staking their head out, park on third row in the middle of the road with cars passing by, and we and we took a picture of all of us eating the. The noodles, it was surreal. For It was surreal. So at the end of that afternoon, we went, we parked next to the YMCA again, and we went walking around, and we turned around a corner, and here's a place called 
España en llamas, which in Spanish means Spain in flames. And there's a map of Spain with flames going through it. And we were, all of us were like, what is that? And we went in there and there was a, a guy from Galicia, a bar, it was a bar. Guy from Galicia in his probably mid 40s, maybe early 50s. And he welcomed us like, oh my God, he's like, we, we, we're so lucky that you guys come in. It's my uh, nephew's birthday today. Now we have people to celebrate. Holy moly, he made a sangria the size of Oklahoma City. <laughs> this, he went into the kitchen and, and cooked stuff that I could, and, and he, he didn't let us pay at all. It was an, a surreal experience, out of the blue. And I see my brother, there was a couple of girls, it was a bar. Was a, and my brother sat down with one of the girls and he's like, hey, la, 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 la. And I'm looking at him and I'm, yeah. and I see these three guys at the end of the bar in the dark, sitting at a table. They're looking at him like, ah, who are those guys? And I went like, oh shit. I went to the Galician guy, I'm like, hey, are those girls? Uh, uh, prostitutes? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I'm like, to my brother Tete, she's, she's, you need to let her go. And I went straight for the three guys. I went straight to the table. I said, that guy right there is my brother. Nobody touches him. He didn't know. And we're going to leave it like that. Okay, okay. But then we go from the frying pan into the fire. You cross Arizona and it's goddamn desert. We we went, before the trip, we went to see somebody in, in, uh, in Phoenix. And we got on a bus and we went to the bus station and we got out and we got the, the little luggage that we had. We were just going to visit for a couple of days. My brother wanted to see that person. So we traveled together before we did our trip. And so we, we got uh, the, to the gas station, to, to the station. We got the thing, opened the door and walked out and went like, Oh fuck. And the heat hit us like, like, like a, like a sledgehammer. We, <gasps> And we just walked back in and we looked at each other and said, holy shit. And we said, okay, 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 let's go, let's go. You sure? Yeah, okay. And we walked out again and we started walking on the, on the sidewalk. This time we knew what we were going to count. So we're breathing and we're moving and we're very young and we're strong and blah, blah, blah. And a car comes in, parks next to us. The guy insulted the living lights out of us and said, get in the fucking car. You're going to dehydrate in three blocks and you're going to be dead in 10 blocks. Moron. Get in the car. And we're like, okay. And he took us there. He said, you don't walk in Phoenix in the middle of summer. It's like, you know, you see anybody in the streets? And I'm like, well, now that you say it. <laughs> Sometimes though, there's no imminent danger, no drama, and there's just the scenery. There's places that take your breath away. On our way back from from uh, Quebec, we cross into the United States and straight down to Boston. 
And it, it was, by the time that we got there, it was uh, the beginning of fall. Not quite cold, but it was the beginning of it. And all of a sudden, there was a really huge curve round 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 that went around the bottom of a mountain and when we got to the bottom of it we looked up from where we were coming and the trees the leaves were changing and they were red in your face red gold oh my, we stopped in the middle of the road we just stopped on the side and opened the thing and put the, made the coffee pot like we did everywhere and sat down and watched that and then a whole bunch of other cars started stopping behind us just to look at that mountain. Xavier and his brother logged seven epic trips in that bus and Xavier never sold it. And in 2005, Katrina, um, I lost everything. Did you lose the bus in I've never been able to really lose it completely, so that bus is resting in, in a friend of mine's lot in the middle of the nowhere. And I go visit from time and I cry. Every time I see it, it's my heart just... What happens is that I could have probably saved it, but I didn't realize. I had so much shit on my plate that I didn't realize that the bus is heavy, as you know. And it was parked in my backyard. And we had water all the way to half of the tire for like a week, which made the ground incredibly soft. And so the bus sunk all the way. So the bottom touched the ground and then it stopped sinking at that point. And I didn't see it. I didn't realize. Sitting in Xavier's New Orleans driveway right now is a near-perfect VW bus, much like the one he and his brother rode in all those years ago. But this time, he has slightly different plans. He will be combining all of the skills he has acquired over his lifetime to create an on-the-road cooking show. So basically what I'm doing is, I was an actor. I went and studied and became a director. Uh, I'm a chef. And I love traveling. And so I'm putting those four loves of my life basically together. I'm taking a trip. I'm cooking. I'm traveling. I'm doing uh, the acting. And at the same time, I'm going to direct it. And and I can't wait, actually, to get on the road with it. And I want to... I'm 63. And I'm a pretty rugged kind of guy. I... kind of guy that, that will survive anywhere but I want to know if if living in that for three months is still something that I can do or I'm already late. It's never too late. Oof, we went a little long on this one. But it was totally worth it. Thanks to our sponsors, Go Westy and the Yamachowski Foundation of Switzerland. Did you want another story? Another story? Sure, what the hell? Who doesn't have time for another story? But one day we were in we're in uh, Boston, sitting in in the entrance of a mall, small mall, little mall, and uh, we bought half a gallon of chocolate and vanilla ice cream, and my brother and I were doing our best to finish it. Uh, sitting there, you know, we had shorts 
and 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 we actually had very short shorts european style right and so we're sitting there and we're having this coffee and these three girls are getting into dressed like to kill you understand high heels the whole nine yards and we were like <gasps> and they saw us and they kind of laughed at us like a, but in a nice way and we were not that bad looking so they were, who the heck are these guys? So they came, and in my rotten English, I told them, oh, we're traveling on this bus, and, you know, want some ice cream. <laughs> and um, they told us, well, we're going to the, there's a discotheque inside. They were African-American, and they said, there's a, there's a beautiful discotheque here, blah, blah, blah. And uh, why don't you guys come with us? And I'm like, um we looked at each other like, oh, she, you look like shit, man. <laughs> and so we, we told them, uh, give me five minutes, please. And we went into the Volkswagen and when we came out, we were dressed to kill too. And they could not believe it. The girls were like, oh my God. We had just one jacket, one pair of pants and a nice shirt, but boy, we look good. <laughs> <laughs> coming out and we went into the discotheque and it was an african-american discotheque we were the only two white guys in there and we had the time of our life we danced and we i mean they took us around and it was beautiful an incredible experience unexpected uh, it came out of the out of the blue like we could not believe it and we finished of course the the half a gallon ice cream As you might imagine, we have way more material than we can use in any single episode. This happens with a lot of our interviews. And oftentimes the material is less related to VWs, but it is still wildly entertaining. That's why we are launching bonus episodes called Detours in between this season and next. They'll be longer, even more informal than our regular episodes, and they'll probably go completely astray from the topic at hand. So, tune in to hear more about Xavier's life, including the story of how he became a chef. Or you can hear more about Ben's misadventures with Tom. Or Colin's close calls with the cops. How Sean and Emma acquired their bus Cosmo. That's a really good story. Or that time that Nellie hit a horse in her bus. A horse. Wow. Well, thank you, folks, for riding along this season. We hope to see you out there on one of our detours. I see what you did there. That's good. It's called branding, Ryan. That horse got branded. You bet he did. Until next time, folks. Tell everybody, get on the road, Jack. (laughs) 